Uh, my name is Sue Gon, and I have a new life in Christ. I am recovering from alcohol abuse and pride. <laughs> so I grew up in a loving, unchurched, non-Christian family in which every event celebrated included alcohol. My father was an alcoholic. Despite his drinking, he loved and supported our family and maintained a job. His drinking didn't bother me at the time. In fact, it just seemed normal. Besides, he was happier when he was drinking. Alcohol eventually contributed to my father's death. My boyfriend in high school, who is now my husband, took me to a Bible church with his family where I trusted Christ as my Savior. I attended church off and on, but did not pursue my relationship with Christ. I continued to party throughout high school, college, and most of my 20s. We married and moved from Pennsylvania to Texas for careers and drifted completely away from church. During this time, we battled a three-year-long journey of infertility. As I began to realize that I was not in control, I started seeking the Lord again and renewing my relationship with Him through Bible reading, prayer, and worshiping at church. After finally becoming pregnant, I quit my job and became a stay-at-home, homeschooling mom for 20 years. My walk with the Lord was sweet during this time of my life, and my drinking was a glass of wine on Friday nights. As homeschooling came to an end, several events happened all at once. Empty nests set in. I had thoroughly enjoyed my children at home, coming and going, and being involved in all of their events. They were now making lives of their own. Parents began to pass. Menopause struck suddenly with a vengeance. Previous activities at church came to an end and friends disseminated. Now I was able to have a Friday night glass of wine anytime. The children were gone, activities ceased, and every night seemed like a vacation night. Besides, I deserved it. It was the perfect storm. Proverbs 132 says, For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Webster's definition of complacency, a feeling of quiet pleasure or security, often unaware of some potential danger. At some point, my first thoughts of the day began to be centered around having a drink. I began lying and being deceitful about drinking, especially to my husband, and began to drink excessively, wanting more than a couple glasses of wine. I felt trapped in my own mind, and every time I opened the Bible or went to church, I was convicted to stop drinking and to return to the Lord. But how? I tried over and over again, saying that this will be my last time, but failed. James 1, 14 to 15 says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. This desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. In the meantime, my husband and I were looking for another church to get plugged into. Our daughter invited us to their church, Watermark. I laughed as I thought, well, that's the fix-it church for the young people. But we visited, 
and were so encouraged by the biblical teaching that we decided to start attending. By this time, I had shared my alcohol struggles with my daughter. She said, let's you and me go to regeneration together, Mom. I agreed, and thank God for pursuing me and leading me to Watermark. I never thought at this point in my life I'd be attending a regeneration program for alcohol abuse, much less leaning later. But here I was in groundwork feeling so relieved as I confessed my struggle and not feeling alone as others shared their struggles. My eyes were open to the destructive power of sin, not only in my life, but also in others. As I worked through steps one to three, admit, believe, trust, my group encouraged me to live in sobriety, one day at a time. I didn't realize, even as a Christian, that most social events included alcohol. I remember coming home from a wedding where I abstained from alcohol at the reception for the first time in my life. It was hard. <clears throat> but on the way home around 11 p.m., I received a random text message from one of my Regen sisters. How are you doing? Praying for you. My heart overflowed with thanksgiving and praise to God who knew exactly what I needed that evening. I was reminded over and over again of God's love for me. I began reading several chosen Bible verses every day before getting out of bed, focusing my first thoughts on the day on the Lord. One of these included Romans 12, 1-2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God's truth from the Bible came alive to me once again as I abided with him. As we progress to steps four to six, inventory, confess, repent, I really didn't think I needed to do an inventory as I was back on the right track. But thought, well, I'm here now. I might as well join the group and complete it. Wow, what a shock. Over and over again, my response to the inventory worksheets was a need for value from people, not God. His name did not appear once in my inventory. This led me to realize that I had a pride issue of thinking too highly of myself. I had no idea. I thank God for inventory. I confessed these sins to the Lord and thanked him for his forgiveness and praised him that I did indeed have all of my value through him. He created me, and out of his love for me, bore the punishment for my sins on the cross so that I may be saved and live with him forever in heaven. There is no greater value. I realized my focus had unknowingly become misplaced on myself, and I needed to turn to Christ, not myself, in every moment. The amends step was the most difficult for me. Once again, I really didn't think I needed to make amends. All that detail exposed with friends and especially with my husband, as I had already generally confessed my overdrinking. 
But my Regen small group reminded me of God's way and of being fully known. So in a step of faith, with my daughter's encouragement, I tackled amends. Through being authentic and transparent, apologizing and asking for forgiveness for all of my trespasses, peace was restored within me and with others, and I was set free. Proverbs 28.13 says, People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. As I look back over my journey in regeneration, I have realized complacency involves a potential danger. Evil is alive and real, a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, entering any door left open. But out of his love for me, God continually pursued me and carried me through healing. My world didn't instantly fall into place. In fact, it was a hard journey one day at a time, and still is. But with dedicating myself to the regeneration program, through weekly attendance and persevering and completing the work, healing is continuing to take place. When desires of the flesh enter my mind and I have times of failure, I remind myself that only God can satisfy my needs and purpose. When I find myself not feeling valued and full of pride, I now recognize that this is false thinking and remember Christ's love for me through his sacrifice on the cross. Community group continues to be a place where sharing with and praying for one another is vital to my Christian walk. We hold one another accountable and encourage with God's word. I find that as I abide with God in daily Bible study and prayer, community group, worshiping at church, volunteering and serving my family, he leads me where I need to be, not in isolation and complacency, but as his servant. Prideful thoughts and alcohol temptations are sifted through his word where he convicts and teaches me with his spirit. 1 Peter 5.10 says, The God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I'm so glad y'all have come to Regeneration this evening. Whether this is your first time and you're nervous and upset as I was, or you've been coming some nights struggling, other nights celebrating, as I was, welcome. We've been praying for you. Now as a groundwork leader, I have the opportunity to come alongside women, women beginning their regeneration journey. I hope my story has encouraged you to seek freedom in Christ, allowing God to transform you with his love and power. My name is Sue Gon. I have a new life in Christ. And because I have immeasurable more value in him, he is giving me freedom from pride and alcohol abuse. Thank you.